Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Andy and Kyle, and this week's special guest, Brett Patterson. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? I'm doing good, dude. I'm, I know that uh, you said you just get, got done with some class lately, huh? Yes, I did. I had a kinesiology exam today. Lord, what in the world is kinesiology? Yeah, that's my that's question. That's a good question that I'm still trying to figure out myself. <laughs> it has something to do with the body, I think. Oh, I got you. <laughs> so where Hopefully you they tell you before class is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you'll know by the end of the semester, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. It's it's getting pretty close. It's one of those half semester courses. So yeah. I, hopefully I just passed the class with that exam. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Hopefully you did. <laughs> so where do you go to school? So I go to Weatherford College in Weatherford, Texas. It's really close to Fort Worth. Taking okay. my basics over there and trying to figure out what I want to do with my degree. I got you. Yeah, so I, I was reading a little bit uh, on you the last couple of days, and you just graduated high school recently, didn't you, like a couple of years ago? Yes, I graduated in 2020. Oh, nice, nice. Damn, yeah. how did the how did the pandemic kind of affect your senior year? It was it was crazy, man. We uh, I was a baseball player and a golfer and a tennis player. Those were the only sports I played. So whenever COVID came around, screwed all those up, didn't have any more sports to play. Uh, didn't have class. We had about two weeks where we weren't supposed to go out, but that's about when me and my buddies started going out and, and partying. And, uh, you know, we had a good time, but sports were canceled, and I, I didn't have much to do. School was a joke because they were trying to figure out how to manage it all. So that's when I really started writing songs, man. Oh, nice. So uh, I, I was reading that um, on your debut record, was it, you said that I uh, didn't know was your first song you wrote, right? Yes, yes, it was. It it was the first song that I recorded, and it and it was the first song that I ever wrote uh, with music. I wrote a couple earlier my senior year, but that was before I knew any guitar chords, and uh, so I, I don't really count those. But yeah, that was my first song, man. And that's awesome, man. Thanks. So uh, I I saw that you had a you had a band you were in in high school with your buddies, right? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we called ourselves. Uh, deep state band oh yeah we uh we used to go to the church and uh it was kind of a uh like a garage band type of thing we had some nights we had three of us some nights we had about six of us and we'd just jam out we recorded a few little home videos and i I posted them on my old instagram account but i deleted that account so (laughs) (laughs) you don't want any proof from the beginning (laughs) no no no. you you can still find some on my youtube but it's pretty uh pretty mediocre but you know you gotta start somewhere and we had a good time so yeah i hear that so where did the name come from i i don't even know it was in our little group chat somebody just came up with it and we kind of ran with it yeah i don't want to take that name and I'm suggesting to the band I have now that we kind of call ourselves Brett Patterson in the deep state, but not everybody's on board with it yet. So yeah. I was wondering, cause I like that name. I thought it was pretty catchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's catchy. It's cool. Yeah. So, so was music something that you always had an interest in and it just kind of happened cause sports weren't as much of a thing or was it something that just kind of like you just picked up on? Well, I've always, I've always loved music without knowing I love music. If that makes sense. Uh, so I didn't have any interest in playing, uh, guitar 
or bass or anything like that until really my the start of my senior year I think I uh, I was just watching these live videos of all of these bands that I've been listening to from you know rock and rollers like Stevie Ray Vaughan to you know Parker McCollum to Co Wesley it just one thing that they all had in common was they were all just having a great time on stage and I thought that looked like a a lot of fun and uh but I didn't want to just I, I've always kind of known I could I could sing pretty good and I've always been interested in in writing uh but it it took me a while to learn kind of my my style on guitar and playing chords and stuff like that so once I figured that out it's all kind of come together and it's way more fun on stage just like just like it is on those videos you know? oh yeah that really sparked my interest did you like take lessons or was it like youtube self-taught eh, it was my dad plays uh so he taught me a little bit but i'm so stubborn that i really wanted to teach myself if i was gonna learn <laughs> i get that uh, yeah and so it's a little bit of youtube a little bit of my dad a little bit of me a little bit of just kind of watching and learning little by little yeah it's it's one of those things that um like youtube is a great resource for so many things because that's how like i taught myself to play guitar too is youtube but yeah it's just yeah. like you can learn anything on youtube these days oh absolutely man the, the whole world's on youtube man Any, anything you want to learn right pretty much just don't type the wrong things you don't don't need the cops knocking at your door <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> So, yeah. Um, when, so like you said, you kind of always had an interest in like writing stuff. Like, do you remember like, um, it, or when you wrote that first song, was it something that you, are you more like lyrics first or do you kind of work with the melody or how did, how, what is the process for, for Brett Patterson? Well, for Brett Patterson, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of both. Honestly, it, it's taken typically, and I've written a few songs different ways, you know, but my ideal way of writing a song is taking an idea for a song lyrically and then taking a chord progression that I find that, that I, that I find kind of catchy or something that I enjoy playing, something that I'd want to listen to myself. And then, uh, kind of taking that chord progression and that idea and kind of merging it and getting more specific as I continue to write the song and then going back and, you know, a lot a lot of times the second or third verse is where I want it to be, and sometimes I go back and change that first verse or vice versa, you know, but it's it's kind of trying to get them together at the same time. I have a hard time writing a full song without chords, and I have a hard time playing a whole song without lyrics. So Yeah, yeah, I get that. So, like, who are some of your biggest influences for you that you think kind of have – uh both come out in your your songwriting but also in like your sound that you have on your your uh first record my first record uh well i know whiskey myers was a big one i i listened to a lot of whiskey myers uh in my early songwriting because they have a lot of that was also when i was first learning guitar and i'm still learning to this day but first learning chord progressions and stuff so they had a lot of simple open chord progressions and uh that's all I was able to play for quite a while so that was a big influence and just taking their kind of 
simple but also really effective songwriting with their simple chord progressions and that helped me a lot but I've got, I've got a lot of influences man I've got it's it's little by little and sometimes you can hear different influences from different songs but uh, Colton Moore and the Clever Few was a big influence during that time I love those guys yeah, yeah I, I love them man I, they're an influence on you know a lot on a lot of music that I make but they were a big one and uh also recorded at the same place that they did and they're kind of from this Weatherford Texas area so that that was just naturally a big influence for me and uh but then but then guys like Leonard Skinner and um you know and uh some alternative bands like that'd be Green Day uh, right uh, Pearl Jam and guys like that you know it's got to be Green Day. You got a shirt on. Yeah, Green Day, man. The, yeah. You're gonna hear a little, a little bit more of that in the next record, though. <laughs> okay, no, I'll be looking forward just to that. Just a little bit, you know, just to without sounding just like him, just having a little influence yeah. from you know. <laughs> oh, hey, what, what, D Bear? What do you say about uh, uh, copying people? What was that? Oh yeah, that I mean, it's like I, one of my favorite. I, I paraphrase it because I never can remember the hundred percent what it was, but my favorite quote from Tom Petty is being creative. It's just seeing what you can steal and get away with. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Hey. Yeah. Tom Petty, he's another influence of mine for sure. Hey, Green oh, yeah. Day is a good one to copy, man. I'm a big fan of Green Day. I like oh, the, yeah. the early, late nineties, early two thousands alternative oh, yeah. rock. I guess that's what you call it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I got to see them live last summer and they, they put on oh, that's dope. Yeah. a great show to this day. And it's the original members. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Really. Yeah, that's awesome. They've stuck together. So, uh, I know when we were listening to you, Andy made the comment, uh, Feather. Yeah. At first, uh, your little intro, man, it's it's funny. Uh, <laughs> when we first listened to it, you know, Andy texted the group where he was like, you know, that intro had me worried because at first I was like, oh, he's making this kind of weird beach music kind of vibe thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then you're like, nah, never mind. And then you just get into it. I was like, okay, yeah, this is... This is a cool sound. I'm I'm digging this. Yeah. So, what 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 was the start of that? Just just fucking around or? Yeah, just fucking around, man. There was there was no plan of that going into the studio. Okay. Yeah. And my uh, I didn't have a band at the time, so I was hiring studio guitarists. And my studio guitarist that did most of the project, he he does a lot of stuff. He's in another band, and he teaches lessons for guitar and ukulele. So he had just gotten done with a lesson. He was hustling, hustled over the studio and in his, uh, like, I guess the bag that had his pedal board, he also had his ukulele. So I was like, you know what? Let's do something with that. Let, let's make this a little bit funny. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take ourselves seriously, but let's add a little humor into this. And, uh, so we put it on the, on the first track of the record and it was going to be our first single. And, uh, so we did that little, little thing where I said, it's not going to work. And, uh, I didn't know how people would respond to it, but I, I, I was gutsy and I put it on the first single, uh, whenever we released feathers, a single and people were digging it for the most part. So, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, you know, a lot, a lot of albums have funny little skits, like Ko's last album. Yeah. A little funny, the pre and post skit. Yeah, and, that's you know, a little most the same thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, it's funny because you, you hit that mark where it doesn't go too long where people think it's the actual song, mm-hmm. but you know, just long it, enough to maybe get you. Yeah, yeah. Just long enough to maybe get you. And it, you know, I, I, I think it left some people on their seats. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, yeah, you know, cause you know, like, oh, it's not going to work. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then, you know, it's like a medium and you yeah. know, your guitar riff comes in and it, it's a cool sound. I, I, I dug that. Thanks, man. And it was completely different from the ukulele sound, you know? Yeah, exactly. 100% <laughs> yeah. different. It's a song to do that. Yeah. So, is that, um, is that, I don't know if you have one. Is Do you have a song you're most proud of, or? Uh, you know, that kind of changes from, from week to week, whatever I'm kind of feeling, but one that I was really proud of was Snake. Yeah, I, I guess that was such a true story of someone that kind of screwed me over in the music business, and uh, I'm not going to talk about all that. But that yeah. that definitely happened. I was definitely very uh, disappointed in that person and pretty pissed off. So yeah, there's snakes everywhere. Thing to do, yeah, snakes yeah. everywhere. Man. Yeah, snakes I mean, that, in the grass, as Waka Flocka said. That's a good way to take a negative and turn it into a positive. I mean, you yes. got it. Yeah, that, minimum. It sucks that it happened. A minimum, you got a song out of it. So, yep. Oh, One of my thanks. friends told me you got to take the shitty things from your life and make them interesting. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had a yeah, we had a podcast where we talked about you know best protest songs and some of those ones that there's actually a little bit of a little anger, a little pissed offness are usually the best ones because they come from a come from a real place. They don't sound forced or, or fake or whatnot. So exactly. Yeah. That's something that we always say that like I think Co Wetzel does pretty well is he does like angry songs well. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, it's it's become commonplace, especially in country for like from with like female singers, think like Miranda Lambert with um Crazy Ex Girlfriend and Kerosene. You kind of get that perspective, but when it comes to a male singing, it's almost like it's always like self deprecating, you're at fault. But Co, even though he's definitely more rock and roll. He kind of has that down pat where he can do that angry song. And I'd like to see more and more people kind of because that's an emotion folks go through. Dudes go through it just as much as girls do. So it's like that's something that putting it out in a song would be kind of cool to see more people do. Absolutely. That's what. You know, that that soul, sometimes that soul comes from anger, you know. Yeah. Whether it's coming out in rock and roll or country or singer songwriter, whatever you want to label it, you know, I mean, you can't argue with the the soul of it all so. oh yeah anger's uh one emotion away from sad songs and you know sad songs make us happy on country and cold cans very much so <laughs> they do. They do. For sure. For sure. so uh how did you how did it, you go about like recording your first record because like you know life this way is the, you know obviously the first one you've done and um yeah. like you said you recorded it where colton more than clever few um we're recording and everything so how did that come about did you like being able to go out there as an independent artist and find people to do all this stuff well, uh, I had been, I'd been wanting to do a full record for a while. I've always liked full records better than EPs. I guess 100%. I'm just kind of old school yep. like that, but I still, I'm, I'm a full record kind of guy. And, uh, so I knew I wanted to do that and I'd been writing songs as, you know, as soon as I recorded, didn't know I'd been writing new songs already. And just, I try to write every time I, get the urge to and uh, so I had all these songs and and a lot of them I I liked and thought they could make a record uh 
and I knew this was what I wanted to do after I released that song and got a little bit of enough traction to kind of get me going as a beginning independent artist. So I knew I wanted to do that. And uh, so one thing I tell people is you look at my, the amount of people I'm following and it looks ridiculous. I'm probably following like 3000 people, but there's a reason for it. I like to see where people are playing, where they're recording, who they're recording with, who they're hiring on the studio and all this stuff. So I got this opening gig for a guy named Chris Colston. And uh, y'all may have heard of him. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm a I'm a yep. pretty big fan of uh, Colston. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, We've seen it, it before. Yeah, yeah. He's a really good performer, and uh, his guitarist blew me away that show. So I talked to him. His name's Brendan Gilman, and I had him. That's when I was like, I knew I was getting all the pieces together because he played bass and guitar on my record, and then. I found that Roughwood studio where Colton Moore recorded his stuff. And uh, that was only 15 or 20 miles from where I live in Weatherford now. So it was just the perfect fit. All these people were from the Dallas-Fort Worth area and saved up some money from the months before from gigs to uh, doing garden work and all this stuff and did the damn thing. Hell yeah. Yeah. I hear that, man. You got to do it, you know, sooner or later. So I kind of, I kind of rushed the first one, but I don't, I don't regret it either. I had to, had to do it sometime. Oh yeah. I mean, and I'm right there with you on the idea of albums being superior to EPs. Cause, um, I think about, I was listening to a interview somebody did with Muscadine Bloodline recently Mm -hmm. and they, you know, for the first like half of their career, they did mostly like singles and EPs and everything. And they said, you know what? we're going to start shifting more towards albums. Cause they said, somebody said something to us the other day. Uh, they really struck a chord with us. That was like, you know, how many all time classic EPs can you think of? And they were like, that really struck a chord, man. Like, it's like, I, sometimes I think that people try to follow the Drake model of streaming too much. Yeah. And we're just like releasing a little bit here and there and always having music in front of you. But there's something about an album that just can't be beat. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, if you work hard enough, you're able to afford to keep putting stuff out, you know, and you have a better chance of, I tell people you have a better chance of getting a place somewhere if you have some music out, so. Oh, yeah. You got to have a portfolio. Yeah, and you can can find some studios and shoot, you can record at home if you want, you know, just, I don't know. I love full albums, man. I'm a Mm -hmm. LP guy. Sure. The other thing too that can get you with EPs, like on even on Spotify with the streaming, is that it still shows up as a single. And if you don't click on the single, you don't know there's more songs in the single. You think it's just yeah. one song. Yeah. You, can, you can get music lost, and if it, the songs don't chart on your top five most stream, you'd never know it's even there. Yeah, I know it. It's just it's just the way you go to the record stores and you're you're finding albums you know, from eight to, I don't know, 16 or so. I mean, you're not, you're not finding EPs at the classic record stores. Exactly. You know, oh, yeah, we, out of the moon's not an EP and, and all these, all these famous records. Dookie's not a EP, you know? Well, we're happy yeah. to see you, you have, uh, I believe it's, it's 11 on this one. Yeah. 11 on this album. So 
you meet the stamp of approval we have. As Andy says, it's not an album unless it has what ten songs. Andy, I'll give you a pass at nine. Give you a pass at <laughs> nine. Yeah, you have eleven, twelve. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, because I did the didn't know acoustic as well. Yep, that's right. Yep. So you, yeah, you I meet, like you, even numbers. <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah, hey, nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, twelve is a good number for an album. I'm the same way, whether it's the air conditioning uh-huh. uh, temperature in my car or the volume on TV, even numbers same, is where it's same, at. Yes. Same way. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you say, really <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so you said you've been hitting the road, uh, doing some gigs, some and everything. Um, and like where are some of the places that you played and have you gotten to like open for, I know you mentioned Chris Colston, but have you gotten to open for any, anybody like, um, like that that's been doing it for a little while? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I got to open, I didn't directly open, I wasn't right before him, but I got to be on the same uh, ticket as uh, Randy Rogers' band. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. Back in August. And Grady Spencer in the work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we might be opening for them this Friday. We're about to get a call back here in a little while, but Grady Spencer in the work. Uh, new guy named Slade Culture. Not sure if you Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. And, yeah, man. And, uh, Austin Upchurch, he's a he's a newer one. He's been doing. Yeah, it we've had too. Austin on the show probably yeah. about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, they're cool, man. They they rock it out, and uh, I tend to go better with the rockers. That's kind of where we're yeah. trying to. I don't know. We're just trying to do our own thing, and it just kind of falls into that. Yeah, it's, just, uh, it's, it's a little fun. bit more southern rock. Yeah, it's funny, man, that you say that because like um the last episode we had Giovanni Yanez on. And um, he, we were talking to him about this, and I, I think I talked to Austin about this about a year ago. A lot of the guys like your age, on up to like my age, because I'm I'm about 27. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys our age bracket that are kind of coming up through Texas, like you still have some of the traditional guys, but a lot of you guys kind of are leaning a little bit more to the rock sound. It seems yeah. like, and you know, it just I keep seeing more and more of it, but it's like it. it I, I'm kind of glad to hear it because it gives variety within the texas music scene because you're yeah. always going to have the cowboy you know like near traditional kind of sound that you get with like a randall king or a cody johnson just to use some bigger names but like it's kind of cool to see that rock sound yeah absolutely man and that's why i like to call it the i used to like to call it all texas country but now i'm kind of calling it the texas music scene because you can get so much from it if you if you dig deep enough and you know there's we're kind of a, a southern rock grunge country singer somewhere in the middle of it i don't know what we are Mara, americana americana whatever you want to call it there's, <laughs> yeah there's us and there's you know the guys like geo and austin up church like you said and then you have the randall kings cody johnson's and then you have like zach wilkerson playing the blues you know and it, you've got it all man yeah and then you got guys like william clark green who are kind of like a mix between the two <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you got the turnpikes, which, you know, they're not playing mm-hmm. anymore, but you've got it all. That's what I love about the Texas music scene. Same here, man. I think that's kind of like what made uh, us fascinated by that music scene a couple years back when we started doing this whole thing. Because, you know, obviously we're from North Carolina. Like yeah. one of the only bands from here that plays prominently in that scene is like American Aquarium. Right. But we were like Andy and I got really into Texas music. And I, I, one thing you said that I a hundred percent agree with that. I try to make a point when I'm on the show is instead of referring to everything as Texas country as a catch all. Mm-hmm. Cause like we like to rail on uh, folks sometimes about uh, things not being country, but mm-hmm. like 
it doesn't have to be country to be good. It's just yeah. like I, but like the folks in Texas are kind of honest about it. They're like, well, we're rock and roll. And that's yeah. why I try to brand it the same way. Like you just said, it's Texas music scene. Cause there's, yeah. it's more than just straight up country. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've, I've kind of had a hard time knowing what to label our music. You know, I put it under rock on uh, Apple music, but you know, I just tell people it's whatever you want to call it. It's whatever you, whatever you think it is, I guess, you know, but we're going to call ourselves, we rock it out on stage and we play electric guitars for the most part when we play with the band. So we're just whatever you want to call it, man. Oh yeah. Doesn't your Instagram bio say Texas hard country? Yeah. 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 That's probably my favorite one I've heard yet. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My roommate came up with that. He does all my, uh, graphics and stuff and we needed a little catchy little slogan so we i was like this is rock and roll and he's like not quite we call it texas hard country yeah that's <laughs> fair yeah i dig that well, i mean it's like you said you kind of have like that um southern rock kind of sound throughout yeah. your your music and if you really go back and listen to some of the pre-playing pre-plane crash skinner records like yeah they definitely rocked out but if you listen to some other songs that they had that were more like the ballads it could you know hell it's country than half the shit you hear on the radio now <laughs> so. somebody told me country music is is just real it's just real music you know mm-hmm. and it, it's gonna sound country but the real country is the music that sounds real you know that's oh, exactly. gonna happen to be from the south you know yeah yeah no for sure but uh, so pivoting away from music a little bit, like you said, you played baseball. What did you play? What position did you play? I played a lot, man. I was a utility player, but I was uh, primarily shortstop and third base. Okay, cool. Yeah, I played middle infield too. That's why I was uh, curious. Yeah. yeah, I played second too. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I played wherever. It depended on who was pitching, really. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, in high school, that's how it is, man. Like you don't have guys that are designated position players and designated pitchers, like in the pros. It's like you shift things around depending on who's on the hill. So yeah, I, I always thought that was crazy. Like I'm, a, I'm a huge. I, I'm, I've got baseball on in the, on the TV over there. I mean, I, huge baseball fan. But I, I think it's weird how these guys like, they get to college or the pros and they just play one position. I think it's yeah. Like pitchers only. I've always thought that was a wild concept. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was it, our best athletes who were pitching and then they're playing shortstop center field, you know? Yep. There aren't many people out there though that are like Otani, man. That guy's something I've never seen oh, before man. in the big leagues. Like I'm like shit. He what was he leading at the All Star break, leading the American League in home runs and then mate mm-hmm. was the only player to uh in modern history, I think, to make it as both a position player and a pitcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean he's a he's an ace on the mound too. Oh yeah. No, he's he's and he can steal bases. It's yeah. It's really out of this world. <laughs> it really is. It's fantastic to watch, man. It's the one of the things that I think is like the beauty in baseball that casual fans or people that don't like baseball ain't gonna understand just how impressive that is to do at that yeah. high level. But yeah. almost it kind of reminds. Me. Okay, I was gonna say it kind of reminds me of. Uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when LSU was in the. Uh, I can't remember if it was College World Series or or regionals where they had a. They had a relief pitcher where they needed it and at bat. And, you know, a lot of times college just has a DH and uh, the coach was like, you know how to hit? And he's like, oh, yeah, I hit dingers. And he and he went up there and I mean, he ended up hitting a home run. But he's he told his coach afterwards, I haven't took BP since high school. And he was like yeah. a junior in college. Yeah. He, yeah. So, I mean, it's just I don't I, mean, I don't know why they do that. But, I mean, you don't see it as much anymore, but 
in college, you know, you see, you still see very, with the, with a certain exception, you don't see many players do cross position training anymore. It's either you're a pitcher or you're a field player. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. yep. So, so are you, um, NFL, you don't see many guys on offense and defense. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. There, I mean, there are many two way players in that way either. So, yeah. that's but, true. So, uh, Rangers or Astros? Oh, Rangers. Rangers. Okay, Astros. <laughs> yeah, you, you, they just they just beat the White Sox, unfortunately. Yeah. I was rooting for the White Sox. I was my, too. Yeah, my my uh my Bravos are playing right now. Yeah, um, we're yeah. all Atlanta fans, yeah. Yeah. What's so the score we'll, now? Uh it's four four. Yeah, still four four. They'll end up shitting the bit at some point and yeah. breaking my heart if again. If it's not if it's not the division round, it'll be the championship series. It's, yeah. it's been the same shit every year since we were one year old. So yeah. Yeah. they'll end up breaking my heart again. The Ravens so. and the Rangers have a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah, you know, at least that one World Series. But. Yeah, but oh, things well, me, me yeah, and Kyle were and Andy were one year old when last time we won a World Series. So. Oh, they just scored. <laughs> yeah. Uh well we do have your boy, uh Ron Washington running third base, you know. I do love me some Washington. Yeah, he's he's a he's a gym man. That's the only way you can describe him. It, he's a baseball man. He is. Yeah, that's hundred percent correct. So, so you also said you were a golfer. Uh, like, did you do that in high school, or is it just something you did with with the boys? Oh, uh, I did it in high school. I yeah, I did I did it with the boys too. I I don't play as much as I used to, but uh, that's what I. That was probably the sport I was best at in high school baseball's always been my favorite but i was pretty good at baseball but golf i was i was our number one man for the last oh, wow. three years of my high school i i wasn't great but you know in a little small town <laughs> i practiced the most so i was the best yeah well i mean what, we're from a small town too and when we're I from play golf on too and we're all hacks but we still get out there the only thing i'm good at on the golf course is drinking beer Hey. <laughs> that's a, the only thing I'm good at. That's a skill, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is, guys who can drink a shit ton and still play pretty good golf. I, dude, you think, you I, think don't know, I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you you think I won the Masters if I hit the green on a par three? Yeah. <laughs> somewhere I even did it like somewhere near the green on a par three. I, you think I just won the Masters? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm terrible at golf. Dude, it, it's crazy because golf is so fun, but it's so freaking frustrating. Oh, it is. It like, will humble you in a second. Yeah. Oh, in a second. Yeah. You'll you'll shoot a birdie one hole and have a four over the next hole. Man. Oh yeah. Only time I've ever hit a birdie is on Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like someone else's drive, and then someone else's uh, second shot until we got on the green, and then I, I was the one that made the putt. So. <laughs> So you got it. Yeah, yeah, I got to write the the four <laughs> down or the or the three down. Yeah, but there were, none of the shots prior were mine. So, but you know, anyway, <laughs> it's all I'm about fun. Right? To have a great time every every time. Oh, oh I have yeah. a great time every time. Yeah, it's always funny because like golf's one of those things you show up with your friends on the weekend, and I'm that guy that in the memes that you have a nine a.m. tea time, and I'm coming in hot into the parking lot at nine nine a.m. having to run to the tee box yeah. and warm ups because I'm never on time for it. But it's one of those things you come in every single time with the mindset, I'm going to kill it today. And yep. then after the first hole, you're like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Maybe next time. You get that double bogey and you're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> might not be my day. <laughs> yeah. But then sometimes I'm sitting there, I get the double bogey. And I'm like, eh, at least I didn't triple it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> triple looks a lot worse than the double, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Seven looks a lot better than eight there. Let's keep yep. going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, so are you a fan of any other like uh, pro sports, college sports? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, yeah, boo. Do do? <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunate. Andy's a Cowboys fan. Me and Kyle Redskins fans. Oh, formerly, formerly known yeah, as football yeah. team. Yeah, <laughs> formerly known as. Yeah, no, I still call them the Redskins. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just a habit. I'm a Cowboy. I'm a all Dallas sports fan. So okay, but I, I go for UT in college. We got our hearts broken last week. I was about to say, man, like yeah. that was rough. What, what my brother thinks he's an OU fan. Apparently, yeah. he's in the OU, so like he rubbed it in my face. And I, yeah, and I was like, "Man, I'll put you right in your place." <laughs> yeah, we it's a it's an awesome campus. We were in oh, Austin yeah. about eighteen months ago, right before the world, literally like right before the a world week, stopped. A week yeah. before the world stopped, and uh, we were just there. And we we're like, "Oh shit, we're like two blocks from UT. Let's just go walk around." And yeah, I think. I don't think we, we allegedly for- we allegedly, allegedly might have broken into the stadium, stadium. not even yeah, realizing right. it, and just started walking around. Yeah. The door, <laughs> look, the door was unlocked. Is all I'm saying. If yeah. they didn't want me to walk in, they should have locked the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. We walked around the stadium. Massive stadium. Awesome place. Yeah, love to go I, see a football game there. Yeah, I'd love to go there. I've, I've never, uh, I've never seen a game there. But my sister played softball at the at the uh softball stadium and that, that was cool it's a cool austin's a cool town yeah i don't mm-hmm. think i could live there but it's cool <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, one of those towns that's fun to visit but i don't yeah. think i'd want to necessarily live there either yeah i've never been to west texas i do yeah. want to go to west texas at some point because like, we were talking to i don't are you familiar with like mason and the gym line yeah yeah uh yeah. rosemont is their something guitarist or bass player uh, I, yeah, we didn't talk to the bass player. We talked to uh, to Blaze and Mason. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. When they I don't came know them, the but I, you know, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they came on, they they were telling us to come out to to Lubbock and go to the Blue Light and everything. And yeah. I want to go sometime because I I've um I'm I like to go see new places. And I've been to Austin, um, which is Texas, but it's not really Texas in some ways. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I do want to go kind of visit out that way. Yeah, being from I'm from the Abilene area. And uh, like going to Austin just feels like you're in a different world. Yeah, does not feel like your your standard Texas feel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun a, though. It's it's quite the hippie town. Yeah, it is a, yeah. I, I got I've got nothing on. I'm a little hippie, but oh yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. I had a great time. I was there. I had I did shit, too. Fa- shit face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Sixth Street. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah we went to yeah. 36 a couple times. <laughs> I reckon I couldn't tell you a bar name there. Uh, yeah. I like to it's joke that we, yeah. I like to joke that we we lived the line one night from that Brie Bagwell song that I lost myself on the middle of Sixth Street. Yeah. <laughs> That'll happen, I imagine. I have never experienced it, but yeah. I've heard some stories. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, we lived we lived we lived it. Certainly did. For sure. So but uh so you're in school now so when you get out of school are you planning on like trying to pursue music full-time or what What are you thinking right now yeah uh well yeah music's definitely my my number one uh i'm I'm really trying to figure out what i want to do with this degree i've got a few ideas uh i might be a a teacher i haven't I, these are just a few of my ideas. I'm not dead set on any of them, but I'm thinking about either being a teacher 
or a me and a buddy are talking about opening up a studio potentially. Uh, or I'd like to, I mean, music's, I really want this music to take off and and that be what what I'm able to do, uh, pretty successfully. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not just dead set on the idea of playing five, three hour shows a week. Yeah. I get that. Relying on those shows is kind of tough, but you know, with the right, uh, management i hate to say and and stuff like that you know that could potentially be what i do but if if that's not in the works at the time i would like to either be a teacher open a studio help manage a band potentially one day um those are my main ideas right now but i'm not really still kind of figuring everything out right now yeah I get that. Hey, look, man, you're young. I I didn't know what the hell I was going to be doing when I was 20, 21 years old. So. <laughs> I still yeah. don't know what the hell I'm doing. So don't feel bad. <laughs> but now, nah, man, look, I, I say keep grinding at it, dude. I like, I like your music and I'll say like, I mean, shoot in Texas, y'all, uh, for folks in college trying to play music and go to school, I think y'all, the template's kind of there, right? With Flatland. Cause they were doing that while they were at TTU. Yeah. So yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of good ones have done it and that's, kind of trying to find that kind of those, those college town hubs, I guess still, that's mm-hmm. kind of been a little bit of a challenge, but I, I think it's, it's crazy how when you find those hubs and you start gaining some ground with the college kids, I mean, it, that's when it takes off, man. So oh, yeah. I feel like we're, we're not too far away from it, but we're trying to focus on the music at the same time. So we've got some new stuff in the works and we're, we're grinding for sure. We've, oh yeah. We want it, and we're trying to stay true to ourselves while going out and trying to get it. So yeah. yeah. So I know you just released a record this year. So is it too early to ask the question? You don't have to answer. But you got any other uh, record plans on the horizon, or still kind of yeah. in the works? Or yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're talking with some folks about producing it potentially, and uh, we're more than likely gonna. It's gonna. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not a not an EP guy, so I I've got two main ideas. I kind of want to do another fully produced full band record. Uh, also want to do an acoustic record. So the next full record that you see is going to be one of those two. But we're we're definitely going to come out with another one. We don't know when yet, and I'm still figuring out which songs I want to put on there. But we've definitely got some keepers. And uh, I've got some stuff in works. So I'm excited. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm excited to hear some more stuff from you guys. So thanks, man. Yeah, man. Well, like we always like to say, we uh like to kind of close things out on a lightning round. Are you down for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, all right, Andy. Let you kick it off, bud. Go to late night fast food. Whataburger. Fair Spicy fun. or fancy ketchup? Spicy. All right answers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you get to take one person in all of history on a date. Who are you taking? Uh, Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Hey, solid choice. Went solid old school. Choice. Yeah, old school, yeah. <laughs> JFK might have something to say about that, but that's yeah. another story. <laughs> well, his, his <laughs> wife might do it. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. 
unfortunately it's it's your last day on earth uh whether you did something bad or whatever who knows what's your final meal final meal yep oh okay oh that's that's a new one yeah yeah we haven't had that one yet okay interesting spicy pho spicy pho okay I like spicy pho, but spicy pho don't like me. So yeah, same here. Same here. Of, no, yeah, no Asian food likes me. It's just yeah, same here. We're Mexican. Yeah, the Mexican's a little kinder, but it's not much kinder. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, I respect that. That's a new one. All right, I'll give you an easy one. And if you want to pass on this, do too. I don't know if you're 21 yet. Feel free, but beer or liquor. Beer. Beer. All right, favorite light beer. Ooh, uh, let's see. I'm gonna say Bush Light. Bush Light, hey, solid. Solid, solid choice. I used never, to it's light, never, but I think Bush Light. And I'm not 21, but I, you know, that's <laughs> what you've been told. That's what you've been told. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so what my is. Yeah, so you've heard from your friends, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's yeah, it. Right. yeah. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, and I'll close it out with this one. Um, if you could play with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, uh. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's sucking up now, D Bay. Sucking yeah, up. Tom Petty's probably one of my favorite artists of all time. Oh, I love him. I love him. Yeah. I was just listening to Tom Petty at the office today, and uh, it wasn't even one of his big albums. I was trying, I was making everybody at work, they, they didn't give a shit, but I was making them listen to it. I was like, <laughs> this is his most underrated record. And they were like, well, is it into the great wide open or something? I was like, no, I was like, it's the last DJ from 2002. <laughs> they were like, I've never even heard these songs. <laughs> Have you ever heard the song uh, "Grew Up Fast"? I don't know if I have. I, I'll, I'll send that to you later. That, yeah, yeah. That's one worth listening to. I, I've been listening to it all day. Hell yeah, man! Definitely it's send got, that. It's got a little bit of way. like piano in it too, and that's kind yeah, of yeah. we're trying to bring into our next record. Yeah, sometimes you are. Kind of a little bit of a different sound. So. Yeah, Tom's had quite the influence on me for sure. Oh yeah, man. I I think that uh, 1994's "Wildflowers" is one of the best records I've ever oh, heard. Yeah. I've got the deluxe version on vinyl, but uh-huh. one of his most underrated songs, in my opinion, um, whether it's full band or solo, is Crawling Back to You. I think that's just a fantastic oh, yeah. song. Yeah, man. He, it's just everything he comes out with is solid. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, it's like not every song gets that spotlight, but yeah, I don't know much bad that's come from Tom Betty. From yeah, Tom agreed, man. It, it, he's one of those artists that to like uh, quote a couple of our buddies from a North Carolina band that um, they've gone, they're separated. They're solo artists now, but they, it was a band called whiskey Foxtrot. They said Tom Petty really nailed it down to where he had great hooks to his song, but still had some like good music and some like depth to the lyric, uh, to the lyrics. Yeah. And it's like, but the hooks, man, like people can't, it, folks that don't want to like have great hooks to understand the hooks are how you get people. And then people get into the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just love you know, I love the music as much or at times more. I I like to think just as much as the lyrics, you know. So like, good hooks, it doesn't make it a bad sound just because it's yeah. catchy. You know, like somebody told me that not everybody sells out. Some people just get it right. So exactly, exactly. You know, that, that's how I feel about Tom Petty. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way of uh, ending this episode of Country and Cold Cans. As yeah. always, I'm Logan sitting here with Andy and Kyle. And Brett, man, we appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you all. Thanks so much. All right, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Take care, guys. One, two, three.
three, four.